All right, so the other thought that came to me this morning is, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna talk like I'm perceiving the energy, keeping in mind that this is a my creative process, and I'm also fictionalizing a lot of this. So I'm taking all sorts of creative liberties in describing the energy that I'm sensing and the as this creative process comes together. Okay, so. <laughs> All right, believe it or not, I'm like washing clothes right now. And during the process of, well, I shouldn't be surprised because of the presence of the water, it's also raining. That's when the big messages come come in, at least for me, um, that water connection, especially the rain. Um, so anyway, so I was thinking like, I was basically like, you know, string theory. That's the thought that came to mind, string theory. Or what I sometimes use, a theory of everything, which to me is the same thing. <laughs> it's like I was thinking like, you know, what this breakdown showed me was what happens when your mind can get stuck on that one continuous loop. You know, for some people, what happened to me would have wiped them out. You know what I'm saying? It would have white if somebody was already very, very seriously struggling with mental health and stress and all of that. That 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 could have been really, really, really a very difficult situation for a lot of people. Which is why this this is a reason why I say this is the reason I do this work. I do this work because I feel it is my purpose. It is my purpose. It is my mission to do this work. I know that there's a lot of people who may not have been able to recover from that moment. Lots of people will and lots of people, but there's a lot of people who would have succumbed to that moment. When I go back and listen to what I was actually saying and how I was feeling, some people would have acted upon that. And that's why I do this work. I do that work to talk people back from the ledge you know what I mean? That's why I do this work. And so, all right. So what I'm thinking was that part of that process is defining your own rock bottom. <laughs> you know, it's like worst case scenario. I think a lot of times people, you know, they think, well, it could be worse. It could be worse. And in my case, I did the opposite of that. I was like, no, mm -mm, no, it doesn't get worse than this. This is worst case scenario. I mean, Obviously, you got to keep that into perspective. And I think that's kind of the point. Yes, there's many, many, many people who have had far worse and far more tragic circumstances. So it's, but I think the it's not a comparison of your stress to someone else. I mean, it's not like, it's not like a beauty contest. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, so I kind of feel like, when you have been through, you're going through a really stressful situation, I don't know if it's an adequate response to say it could be worse. And you know there's far worse suffering in the world. I think my, my theory is different. My theory is that in order to truly take control of your life, you have to, you have to not only hit rock bottom, you have to know it's rock bottom while you're there and also say, yep, I'll never see you again. You and I will never, ever meet ever again, ever. <laughs> you know, once you, it's like, that's worst case scenario. I mean, just think about that. As a, as a woman, 
as a mother, what, 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 what could be beyond that? What, 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 what tragedy could be beyond not wanting to see your children or hear their voice? I mean, come on. So I, I don't know what the science says. I don't know what the mental health community says. I don't know what behavioral science says. I am defining for myself that that was my rock bottom and it will forever remain my rock bottom because I will never see that place again. I will, I will never allow myself to be in that position again. That was my rock bottom. And so what I have be, been doing is I've been trying to like define for myself to make sure that is the rock bottom. No, no, no equivocation. No, this is not, not no, that's it, you know? And it made me think like, that's, <laughs> that's where the string theory <clears throat> came in. Cause it's almost like you have to define your own loop. <laughs> you got to find your, define your own loop because if, if string theory is true, then that means that we're all existing as like teeny tiny little spring, just a little vibration, <laughs> little vibrations in the universe, each one of us. And what I thought was, well, it would have to be one thought going, one thought loop going around in one person's mind for that to be true in terms of like mathematically, energetically. Yeah, because it couldn't be something actually physical because it couldn't really exist. So it's almost like one thought on one continuous loop within the mind of one person, string theory. And so for me, I'm like, oh, well, then I, I, know, I now not only know what my string looks like, I know what it sounds like too, because when I went back and listened to that recording, what struck me were the sounds in the background, the sounds in the background, including the fact that me, most of the time feeling so aware and awake, I mean, I know, always thinking that I'm in that space of neutrality where I'm hearing everything and I'm able to absorb all the energy around me, unfiltered. I went back and listened to the tape. So if you believe that sort of thing, synchronicities and alignments, listen to the al the blaring alarm in the background. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen to the alarm in the black background blaring as if almost like an alert system, a warning. You know what I mean? Like some external force warning me that I was headed towards, you know, what happened that I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of in the moment, completely ignored it. And it's blaring as I'm walking to the store in the background. That was one. The other one was when I went back and listened to the tape and I listened to like the voices in the background, all that, the, the checkout, all that, that type of environment, when you are under stress, that is like, those are like the worst sounds you can put in your head. Worst. In fact, believe it or not, when I go back and listen to the recording, the hardest part is listening to the sounds in the background. It started to feel like, like chains clanking in my head. It started to feel that painful, the sounds. And so back to the string theory analogy, it made me think that, you know, it's so string theory, if it's vibration, it's, it's all, and if you're trying to define your worst case scenario, it's almost like for me, those sounds were my worst case scenario. I don't ever want to hear those sounds again, ever, none of them. 
And I feel like, so part of me defining my new trajectory, now that I have a floor, (laughs) both like visually and also orally in the terms of what I'm hearing, I'm like, all right, that, that, that serving is my anchor. Now I can go and just create and live my best life because now I know what the worst case scenario looks like. And so I kind of am looking at string theory more as like a mathematical proposition than like a theoretical one. I, mean, I don't know what the proper term- terminology is. I guess the point I'm making is that wouldn't it be interesting if string theory was about recognizing that you are the string? You're the string. We all are, you know, and we're all like little strings vibrating in the universe at a quantum level in the quantum realm. That's like the real universe. And we're all creating this reality through our vibrations and synchronization um, and and, um, and alignments, you know, relationships um, vis-a-vis one another, you know, but we're all just like little strings and mine. I know what it sounds like now, like I know what it looks like. And so I feel like I'm working on ways to try to help other people kind of define, oh man, I guess, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't, I'm just trying to use my experience to help other people. I mean, honestly, that I feel like that's the best way to describe it. How do I turn this situation into something that could be helpful to someone else? You know, and, and sharing with others information I learned along my journey and hopefully, you know, putting it out there so that if someone else is having a similar experience, you know, maybe they can, um, you know, maybe something I say, maybe something of my, maybe some of the tools I use, maybe some of the approaches and strategies I use could help them. <sighs> okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs>